Jeremy's Junk and Jewels. I'm Jeremy Wayne. I am your host and one of my heroes I get to bring back. I got to talk to her uh, several months ago and I'm very happy to bring her back. It's a cause for the pause, a cause I am very passionate about. Welcome to Jeremy's Junk and Jewels, Dr. Jennifer Conrad. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me. What is a DVM? That's a, uh, what, what, what is that short for? Doctor of Veterinary Medicine. Doctor of Veterinary Medicine. Okay, when did you know that you were going to be, I want to get a little bit about uh, you before we get into the paw project. If you don't know what that is, just imagine before I get into uh, Dr. Conrad and talking a little bit about her, put out your hand in front of you. And I want you to, from the tip of your finger down to your first knuckle, I want you to cut them all off on all your digits, all of them, and then go throughout the rest of your life trying to manipulate things, trying to grab things, trying to uh, do the things that you normally would do and take for granted. And now they're gone. That's what happens when you declaw a cat. And that is why Dr. Jennifer Conrad is here. So Dr. Conrad, how did you get into veterinary medicine? I always thought that medicine was in my future since my entire family is in human medicine, but I didn't really want to waste my time helping humans because they always (laughs) get enough help. And, you know, there always are resources for humans, but I thought, what if I could dedicate my life to helping animals who never, ever have a front seat in care or never have um, the opportunity, you know, animal lives are worth less for some reason than human lives. And I thought that's just not fair. And I want to promote animals. I want to protect animals. So I wanted to be a veterinarian. 2013, let's let's, uh, fast forward to then. And you released a documentary, and it's a true horror film. It's The Paw Project. It's only it's less than an hour, and you filmed this. You um, th- you put this together and put this out. Yeah, but I, I don't think it's a horror film. I think that it's actually what I think is remarkable about The Paw Project documentary is that there's a twist in it that is like a Hollywood ending and the cats prevail. And also, mm-hmm. just to make it easier for you to watch the next time you watch it, Just know that every single cat in that film got their paws repaired. So it, they did get treatment for, you know, you see them limping and you see what, what some, someone did to them, but they were rescued from it. So. Yes, you did. You did rescue these animals. So it's, it's a very informative and um, in your face documentary. And I I do thank you for putting it out there because I saw it and I didn't realize how bad the issue of declawing was in this country, that the practice is still going on. Tell people what declawing really is. So declawing is a misnomer. Declawing should be called denuckling because you are taking your poor little cat's toes And because their claws grow from bone, unlike our fingers where where our nails grow from skin, their claws grow from bone. So in order to remove the claw, you have to remove the bone. So it's actually amputating their toe bones. And what's horrible about that, besides it is just horrible, but do you know that cats, I mean, so much of a cat, even the name cat comes from their association with their paws and their claws. They, there's such a huge part of a cat. We don't even understand how much a cat enjoys scratching something. Now, you look at- <laughs> I do, I live with cats, yes I do. <laughs> but but, but, but that, that sort of, when they scratch on their scratching post, that, what, that uh, pure pleasure that they feel from that. And we're robbing them of that just because right. we don't understand. And and what we don't understand is that if a cat scratches your couch, 
which is where you hang out, that cat is saying, I love you. Mm-hmm. This is, you are my person. I am telling all other cats in the world that you are my person by scratching this, I'm marking this territory. And the other thing we don't understand, and I hope that listeners will understand that if you declaw a cat, that cat is going to come home from the surgery. It is one of the most painful routinely performed surgeries in all of veterinary medicine. And by the way, 30% of veterinarians still use no pain medication for this. this is wow, a- that's that's incredible to hear. Yeah. That's, that's disheartening. Yeah, it, it's a surgery that is so predictably painful that it's used in clinical trials to test pain medication. But when you take that cat home from this surgery, which is amputating its toes, it goes to use the litter box and it says, oh my God, this hurts so much. I am never digging in the litter box again. I think I shall use this soft cushion on your couch as a place to pee from now on because mm-hmm. it's so much easier on my little paws. So people who are intolerant of a cat scratching a couch, well, guess what? You're going to be really intolerant of that cat not using the litter box. And by the way, they bite more. Why? Because if you're robbed of the only way that you can protect yourself, you got to resort to your teeth. Yes. If you are afraid of you got a cat, maybe you got a new cat. Oh, my cat scratches the couch. Uh, maybe I should have it declawed. No. If you're going to have your cat declawed, take it to the uh, take it to a shelter <laughs> first. If you you know your couch, your inanimate object is not worth the well-being of your cat who is alive. Dr. Jennifer Conrad is my guest. Uh, the Paw Project, a documentary and a, a, a cause, a cause for the paws to stop declawing, which is a misnomer. It's more like denuckling these poor creatures. When did this practice begin in this country? Why is it still going on? And what, what well, steps that- have been, what legislation is in place to combat that? Well, so the surgery was first written up as a letter to the editor to the Journal of the American Veterinary Medical Association, and that's in November of 1952. This guy named Alfred Meisner takes the surgery on a dog and pony show where he's showing people, hey, if you take these dog, guillotine dog nail clippers, and you just knock these cats out, not with pain medication, but just kind of paralyze them, you can cut off their digits and they can't scratch the couch anymore. But he did no follow-up on this. He, he never, ever did any um, research on what was happening to the cats he was doing this to maybe a month down the road, two months, a year, none. And so it's so irresponsible of the, of the American Veterinary Medical Association to be publishing this stuff. And you would think, okay, well, that was 1952. They didn't know better. Well, guess what? They published the same sort of article, a letter to the editor, just a few years ago about a guy in Hawaii. He writes in saying, I declaw cats by electrocauterizing their bones. Oh, so, man. And he has no follow-up. And he and so I'm sorry if I sound really – I'm just so disappointed in my profession that they would publish something and it takes off. And it has – there's no proof that it helps animals. In your documentary, and you can see it too, these people, these vets will say, oh, you have a cat. Well, you know, we'll neuter them and then we'll declaw them, kind of like a, a package deal. And you think these owners would have better sense and you get angry when you're watching this, the documentary. But there's a point in the film 
they realize what happened to their what they've done to their to their cat and they have to live with that for the rest of their lives. I mean, I think you were there and they're bursting into tears saying, I, I wish I had known better. Why did you why did you let me do this to this poor creature? Right, exactly. And I think that's absolutely by design. It's called declawing. It's not called denuckling. If you went to your veterinarian and they said, I do you want to denuckle your cat? You would be like, No. I don't want to denuckle my cat, but with declawing, it sounds like some magical manicure. And so people fall for it. So you have come about since 2013 when, well, at least when the documentary came out, you're one of my heroes for doing this. I'm a cat lady to be in training, like in my, <laughs> at the end of my life, I want to have the maximum number of cats I can have at the end of my life, you know, before I had to declare uh, my place as a kennel. Because when I saw the documentary and saw how many uh, veterinarian practices are still doing this, I was, I was appalled. But you have a procedure that you do. You help these cats. You they get declawed and you've got a procedure that you can perform for some of these cats? Yes, we can. There's two options for declawed cats that we uh, employ regularly. One is we look at, we on all declawed cats, we take radiographs of their paws to see what, you know, x-rays to see what's going on. And if, if there's something we can surgically address and sort of salvage their paws, we do that. Or if we can't do that, then we put them on pain medication. And what's so remarkable about this is that 100%, now very rarely can you say 100% of anything, 100% of these cats are better after they're on pain medications. And 68% or something like that will return to using the litter box. So, so we're really making a difference in these cats' lives. Isn't that sad? It's we have to intervene with pain medication because some other veterinarian thought that this is a good way to supersize a spay, make a little bit more money, and they don't care that the whole life of this cat is ruined. Dr. Jennifer Conrad is my guest here for Jeremy's Junk and Jewels, talking about cat declawing. It's a misnomer. It's cat denuckling. I'm somebody with a compromised immune system, and I'm going to let you know I do own a cat, and there is an issue with uh, toxoplasmosis uh, for like pregnant women and people with compromised immune systems. So be careful when cleaning your uh, cat litter box. Um, I'm sorry, though. Declawing is never an option, even for somebody who's immune compromised. If you're worried about it, then just don't have a cat if you're thinking about declawing. that I just want to get that out there right now. If you're immune compromised, that's, that's no excuse for declawing a cat ever. And if you're immune compromised and you're worried about toxoplasmosis, remember, not all cats have toxoplasmosis. Right, right. But if you are worried about it, just remember this. Declawed cats are less likely to use the litter box. So... If they poop underneath the couch and you don't realize it for 24 hours, then that toxoplasmosis has its chance to germinate. And now oh, wow. you're really at risk. Now, if they poop in the box, you know where the poop is and you know to get it out, but, but not using the box. The other thing is that declawed cats don't use the box as much or regularly. And so now you're at risk for mold because they pee on carpets and the floorboards get saturated. It's, it is no good for anyone, this surgery, and we have to stop it. We do have to stop it. Dr. Jennifer Conrad, my guest here on uh, Jeremy's Junk and Jewels, talking about 
the horrible, vile practice, the inhumane practice of declawing your cat. It's a misnomer. You can, you know, there's ways to clip their nails, even with nail clippers, the very tips. You know, there's different ways, but declawing is never an issue. Dr. Conrad, I want to thank you so much for joining me. Is there any words of wisdom? Oh, I want to point people to the website. It's pawproject.org pawproject.org they can see the film uh, Amazon Prime I think has it and um, you, you can go to the website and you can donate so any words of wisdom I think it's really important that veterinarians who declaw feel the pressure so if you're listening to this call up your veterinarian and ask if they declaw and if they do ask if they can refer you to a humane veterinarian because you will not uh, use a veterinarian who declaws <laughs> 